Central Ohio is a hub of businesses, nonprofit, and social enterprise organizations, large and small, all connected by the experiences we share and the stories we tell. Your BBB is excited to showcase businesses who are working every day to build trust and support our communities. BBB SparkCast is where we will learn from these local entrepreneurs firsthand. Hello listeners and thanks for joining us for this episode of BBB SparkCast. My name is Jordan, the Content and Communications Coordinator with Your BBB. Twin passions for coffee and entrepreneurship have driven Greg Hubert's career for 25 years. As a Harvard University graduate, he founded Crimson Cup Coffee and Tea in his hometown of Columbus, Ohio. Among other accomplishments, Crimson Cup has been named Roast Magazine's 2016 Macro Roaster of the Year. Crimson Cup coffee houses are currently in Clintonville, Upper Arlington, and Talmadge, Ohio. Crimson Cup was one of our Torch Awards for Ethics recipients in 2017, and we actually drink it here in our office, which our staff loves, and I enjoy stopping into your shop whenever I go through Clintonville. But I did not realize that there is so much more to your business than coffee and tea. Can you give us some more background on Crimson Cup in general? Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, in 1991, I made the jump from uh, computer software. I was in Chicago and decided that uh, where I wanted to be geographically. And also, uh, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of computer software for whatever, whatever that means, but wanted to do something that I was really loved and certainly uh, could see myself having a passion for, and, and that was especially coffee or high-grade coffee. So in 1991, I moved back to Columbus and um, started Crimson Cup. So we started, I didn't start on the retail side. I can't tell you why I didn't start with Crimson Cup stores. And I didn't, so my whole thing back in the early 90s was just to tell everybody about specialty coffee. And that was an interesting experience. It was a learning experience for me because not many people knew about it. Very few people were drinking specialty coffee at the time. So I'd go around to most places, whether it be restaurants or food service operations or even offices and, and really anybody who had listened, listened to me, I would, I would talk to and tell them about specialty coffee and they'd ultimately get back to how much is your box of coffee? And I said, well, I don't have a box, I have beans. And they're like, uh, I don't know what beans are. So I said, okay, well, they come on a tree and had to do the education piece that way, which is really fun for me because um, it was part of the education process that I like and something that we do with our customers to this day. So in the 90s, it was really a learning experience for me. Coffee houses were just really starting here in the Midwest. So I would um, travel around to coffee houses uh, all over in the 90s, so from Omaha, Nebraska to like Bar Harbor, Maine, and just try to figure out what uh, worked in their coffee bars and what didn't. Um, and enjoyed the learning aspects of that and then ultimately it went uh, to uh, me writing a book called The Seven Steps to Success, How to Succeed in Specialty Coffee and that's still around today. So we still not only supply great products to our customers but we teach and train them how to be more successful in, in selling coffee. Very cool. So you kind of were part of the evolution of specialty coffee here in Ohio then as the shops were opening up and people started to become more familiar with it. That's right, that's right. And so our, our stores, uh, which I started much later in my career, so about 16 years later, we, st uh, we opened a Clintonville store 
And that was really more, since we innovate on products, that was really more a testing and a trying facility. That's my, that was my original intent. And that worked out really well for us because uh, Clintonville, a uh, very warm, welcoming, welcoming community, and they do fantastic. And then I uh, just started to open up more, and that'll certainly be a, more of a focus of our business moving forward, opening up more Crimson Cup owned and operated stores. In your book, uh, Seven Steps to Success, A Common Sense Guide to Succeed in Specialty Coffee that you mentioned, that ties into a coffee franchise alternative program you have too, right? That's right, that's right. And that's who the book is intended for since we love small businesses. So we supply over 300 coffee houses throughout about 35 states. We also have a, a franchisee in Bangladesh. Wow. So I just got back from Bangladesh uh, a few months ago and visiting them because they're opening up their fourth store. So if you're ever in Bangladesh, you will find a huge Crimson Cup sign uh, <laughs> or maybe several <laughs> of, of them that's throughout. But cool. that's a really cool, I never would have thought I would have been in Bangladesh. but. Here we are. That's awesome. So is that kind of a goal to expand it more into places like that? I think there's opportunities around. I think there's opportunities around the globe uh, and they'll continue to be. Uh, uh, travel's getting much easier. Uh, being able to uh, showcase our brand as a small company uh, I think is getting much easier. Uh, so I think the ability to do transactions is, is getting much easier. And I think people want similar things. So in Bangladesh, the economy is growing, the textile industry is there. So much like a China or an India was probably 10 to 20 years ago, Bangladesh is moving up and what do they want? They want good products. They want good Western products. And that's why it is that we're over there. Very interesting, very cool. Um, I also didn't know that you have a space dedicated specifically to uh, creativity until it was highlighted at our Torch Awards. Can you talk more about your innovation lab? Yeah, our innovation lab we've been doing for some time. It's always great to have really nice facilities and, and so we have one. We have uh, a super one. It's um, sanctioned by the Specialty Coffee Association so we can do all sorts of trainings in there. Uh, that's one reason why we did it, because we love the educational piece. We have, uh, I have folks on my staff that are unbelievable trainers, some of the highest in the industry. So we could, we could train people from all over the United States, and we've also trained people. Uh, we had some farmers in from Peru, uh, because we want them uh, cupping coffee or tasting coffee just like we do here in Columbus, Ohio, in our innovation lab so that that way we can control more of the uh, uh, quality of coffee because we want them, the farmers, tasting the same coffee that we do um, during the harvest season because we can change or alter the coffee taste quality uh, during the harvesting time. Uh, and that's very important to us. So quality of coffee is, is supremely important and also the, the working relationship with farmers. So if we can have the farmers produce a higher quality coffee, which we do in a lot of cases around the globe, then we'll pay more for it, which will help their community out because they are, um, um, you know, they, they have a lot of need there. And so we want to help them and, and grow their community. The other piece, so relationships are very important. The training education piece is very important. And then the products. So I can see us where we will be coming out with more and more consumer products, coffee, tea products, as well as you know products for our uh, customers, our, our business partners. 
that we supply. So there's a, a it's a, it's a, you gotta come, come down sometime. It's pretty cool. It's enjoyable. Yeah, I'd love to. Anybody who loves coffee or tea or whatever, getting to see what we're doing down there is pretty cool. I think we're one of, um, I think 26 now in the United States. So we're, you know, doing okay for Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> do you create all of your coffee and tea flavors in-house then, like at that facility? We do, we do, and, and we have some uh, creative folks. Uh, we also, um, with how we do coffee, is uh, I generally tell folks that, hey, there's, there's really two things that, that's needed to, to have fantastic coffee. One is finding and sourcing great coffee, which we do a very good job of that. The other piece is roasting it. And that's leading back to the 2016 Roaster of the Year um, and how we roast or cook coffee. So it's very similar to probably being a chef. If I were giving, given the same ingredients as maybe a, a celebrity chef, whether it's Chef Robert Irvine or, or uh, Wolfgang Puck or something like that, given the same ingredients, I would come up with something that's terrible that people wouldn't like. And they would come up with something that's awesome. So very similar to roasting coffee. Um, and we do that very well at Crimson Cup. So, yeah. Uh, today's topic is creativity in coffee, which you've already touched on a little bit throughout this conversation. Um, and I just feel like Crimson Cup has really gone beyond being a retail coffee shop in a lot of ways. Uh, some that you've already touched on. From your innovation lab, the classes that you offer, and all the work you do in the community. Uh, so can you talk about why it was important for you to kind of reach beyond that space and get involved with the community? Being involved in communities is, is part of our, our core values and always has been. So um, working in and around uh, the Columbus community and, and doing uh, with my folks, my cuppers at, at Crimson Cup, them participating in all sorts of things in the community has always been very important to us. Uh, so stemming that outside, since we have um, farmers uh, all over the globe, it only makes sense that we take our core values across the globe and um, share with them just, hey, here's who we are, here's what we do, and here's what we're going to do for, for you. So. In working with our farmers, we really work on three different levels, economic, which we talked about, getting them to produce better quality coffee um, because our customers want great coffee and the farmers actually want to produce great coffee. And they may not realize, they haven't been able to realize the benefits of that. Most of them haven't in terms of economics, but we're kind of showing them a way that, no, you can, um, we will pay more for it and creating that relationship. So that's very fun. Environmental. So with our farmers, there's different things to do in the farming practices to make it more environmentally friendly. That's very important to us. So we'll work with, with, with them on that. And then social needs. So there's tons of social needs. Uh, and we recently did a water project uh, down there and, and we've done a lot of different things and we'll continue to do that because we think that that's very important as well. I feel like this whole episode, I keep saying, wow, or very cool, but really I've learned a lot. Like I had no idea you were even in Bangladesh or that you brought in farmers from Peru. So <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, definitely learned a lot. Is there anything else that you want the community to know about Crimson Cup that they might not know? Well, I think that um, you know, certainly I, I'm very fortunate um, and I wish everybody this opportunity to really love what they've what they're doing for the, for me now, it's been 27 years. 
uh, and <clears throat> creating the space where I have wonderful people, so it's a joy to come in to work with them and wonderful customers. I love talking with our customers, whether they are in Bangladesh or California or Washington, D.C. or all over the place. I mean, it's, it's fantastic to be able to have partners that are, that are with us too, in essence. In other words, their core values line up with ours, and that is really enjoyable. Because uh, there's 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 only converse, most of the conversations with our customers are about, hey, how do we get better? Or if we mess up, it's kind of like, okay, we'll correct it. How how would you like it? And likewise with with our customers, teaching and showing them, they have an open ear to that, and and that's really uh, fantastic. On the and then and then again, wrapping it up with our farmers, uh, we look for farmers and farming communities that want to work with us because not. Everybody does, and that's okay. Um, you know, we want to continue to find people that want to work with us uh, throughout. I think that's a great way to go ahead and wrap this up. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming in and joining us on BBB SparkCast. Well, thank you, Jordan. Uh, listeners, you can find out more by visiting crimsoncup.com and following them on social media. Be sure to subscribe to BBB SparkCast so you don't miss out on the conversation. And if there's a topic that you'd like to hear about, feel free to email us at podcast at centralohio.bbb.org. And we look forward to you joining us next time.